Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we explore secure web gateways with sponsor Palo Alto Networks. Secure web gateways sit between users and web traffic to enforce policies around web and application access, and they inspect traffic for malware. And we're going to talk with Palo Alto Networks about some customer challenges with secure web gateways, and also innovations in their Prisma Access cloud secure web gateways and more. Our guest from Palo Alto Networks is Nithin Varam. He is product line manager uh, for Palo Alto Networks at Prisma Access. Uh, Nithin, welcome to the podcast. And so I gave a very brief description in the intro of secure web gateways. Is there anything I left out or anything else you want to say about uh, SWGs before we dive in? Yeah, no, you were spot on and uh, that's correct. So the secure gateway purpose is to secure access to internet from uh, users or servers to protect organizations from um, you know getting infected from uh, bad things out on the internet. So this is desktops, phones, tablets getting surfing out to the internet from a corporate office and you want to be able to say, what are they seeing and keeping them safe from the, you know, whatever it is, with phishing and watering hole attacks and so forth. Correct. Yes. And and sometimes right. the organizations also have policies like, you know, uh, they only allow certain sites to be visited, like maybe yep. they didn't want users to go to the gambling. All right. So it's not just the malware, it's also the uh, productivity, we'll say. Product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. Now, the key thing about this is that to do that, you have to be able to inspect the traffic, right? You have to be yeah. able to uh, see, you have to get inside. And a lot of the traffic these days is encrypted. So secure web gateways are really about inspection. So what are some of the more common problems that we see? So when it comes to implementing these, because they're complex and they're hard, what are some of the common problems or challenges that customers are seeing when they're using these? Some of the things that customers told us are, for example, if they're using an on-prem stack, like an on-prem uh, proxies oh. to secure the web traffic, yep. then when users turn off their uh, VPN, then they're also losing secure uh, web gateway security, right? Because the thing is on-prem. Right. So um, you have a client out there, there's a VPN, they go, I want to do something, I turn the VPN off. And then all of a sudden they're open to the internet to be, well, you know, malware and whatever can get in on the edge. You, so secure web gateway is only one part of a secure stack, is right? Right. So that, that's one part. The second part uh, could be, you know, the mod, like they're not able to secure like modern attacks. For example, if you take phishing, there are reports that, you know, more than like 84% of organizations have successfully got phished. And there are more advanced, like sophisticated forms of phishing, like uh, the ones that Microsoft spoke about last year, like a meddler in the middle mm. uh, attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, so they're looking for a better security solutions. All right. What about one of the things that I have, I did many years of working on managed web gateways and proxies, and they're administratively, they're quite complex. Like when people change personal devices and managed devices, as we have with remote access, that must be very difficult to manage. Yeah. So that comes in mainly because, you know, when you look at like a traditional on-prem stack, um, you have a on-prem proxy, but along with the proxy, you have uh, multiple of other solutions, right? You have one mm -hmm. a solution that does your sandboxing. You have another solution that does your CASB. There's a one solution that does your DLP. So when you have so many disparate solutions, it's very hard mm -hmm. to get a consistent security outcome. Yeah. Because, if, you know, we used to have to build a proxy and then we have to put a DLP engine on the side. Then we'd have to put a threat detection engine and there'd be, you know, the proxy would talk left and right to all of these appliances. It would get very latent and users would want to disable this. And all operationally, it was very difficult. And also scaling would be quite difficult. So how is Palo Alto Networks then dealing with those challenges? What are we doing to be able to make it more realistic, to be able to consume the secure web gateway in a consistent, always on way? Good question. So from Prismax's perspective, we have internet security, basic URL filtering, or you're looking for like a DNS security, you want threat prevention, you want um, you know, sandboxing, mm. all of that is provided like in a one product with one mm. single UI to manage everything, right? So from admins, it becomes very easy for them to like write policies, look at logs uh, and everything in one place. 
right now when the like like you spoke about the scaling and the availability so we have yeah. so we are completely cloud delivered and we run on uh, top of a hyperscalers like on aws and gcp so that's mm-hmm. why we all we can give you like a very high sla compared to like even an on prem proxy vendor or or someone running in the cloud you know, for example so so what you're saying there is you're now that where the edge client was not present in a, in a in a normal corporate in the old corporate network you just configure the proxy in the web browser and then all the and the routing so all the traffic would go through the secure web gateway that was the old way what we're saying now is we're actually installing a proxy agent or an agent based on every edge point and it then proxies at the edge and then it would then decide whether to send the traffic steer the traffic to the cloud or to steer the traffic to the appliance or would it or is it all moving to the cloud yeah so so our gp agent you can um, use that e- agent to secure web traffic and even your private apps everything can be mm-hmm. secure all ports and protocols like if a customer specifically is looking for hey i need a proxy based solution because i have a compliance or i have a network need that i need a proxy then mm-hmm. what you can do is you can uh, turn on a proxy mode on the agent and then agent would connect to a, a proxy in the cloud and whether user is remote or user is on uh, i see what you're saying so yeah. the agent then gets in the proxies the connections for what the user is doing and then instead of sending it to the secure web gateway it sends it to the secure web gateway that's cloud hosted yeah that's, that's cloud right. hosted, correct. okay so effectively there's always a secure web gateway whether they're at home in a coffee shop or whether in the head office so this is a way to bridge all the working environments that a customer might be in office home out you know mobile workforce Yes, that's correct. And then right. for the and for the servers where let's say you have systems where you cannot install an agent uh, or you cannot roll out an agent, we do also support a traditional space where you can either connect your site or a branch to Prisma Access via like a site-to-site IPsec tunnel and turn on a proxy mode on it to secure the traffic, or you can just install a pack file and then send the traffic to Prisma Access to secure it. Yeah, yeah. Tunnel mode is becoming more popular, although using a pack file to just redirect your web traffic is kind of Sometimes it just doesn't feel like it works because a lot of people use apps that are not web-based these days. They're still Electron apps and so forth. What about compatibility with third-party VPNs? Yeah, so uh, so that's the advantage we have with the proxy mode on a GP uh, on our mm. Blue Protect agent, where it can coexist seamlessly with your third-party VPNs, and we can take care of internet security, and then uh, the third-party VPN can provide you a private app access. Uh, while while GP agent can do both, you know, when customer trying to replace their traditional solutions with a Prisma access. They might mm-hmm. choose to do one thing at a time. Like maybe they ch- they choose to do uh, replace SWIG first and then replace private access. So this could mm-hmm. give you a way for you to like okay, first take out SWIG with a proxy agent and then when you're ready, replace your third party VPN and and make Prisma. All right. So this is a coexistence. This means I can use Global Protect, which is the VPN, you know, the agent thing, and then start steering to traffic in. But I can it coexists with the third party VPN if yes. you're using one today. Yes. So if you've got an existing yes. IPsec and you want to run both, it still allows you to. Yes. Yeah. You know, so if you've got a secure web gateway and head office and some VPN solution, you can work out a way to migrate off gradually rather than a big yes. bang sort of an approach. Big bang. Yes. I, I think that's important too because I know you know when the pandemic first rolled out and everybody went home, sort of the instant solution was everybody gets a VPN client, uh, and so you've made that investment, you've rolled them out, you've got them working. To then come along to a customer and say you kind of want to pull that VPN client is is a hard ask. So this compatibility idea I think makes sense. Is that what you're seeing from customers who have VPNs in place, but also are thinking we need, you know, something else besides the traditional IPsec VPN? 
No, yeah, I think people who today, especially who are using non-prem proxies today, they use VPNs to, you know, uh, back all the traffic back and they're running into all these productivity issues and the right. user application uh, issues, right? So uh, so they, when they want to migrate away, they uh, some of the customers are looking for a phased migration. So that's where they want to still keep their third-party VPN, but use only like a private apps on that and send the majority of like internet traffic all directly to the cloud and get inspected there. And that's where the coexistence really helps. Okay, so I might be using the VPN, my traditional VPN for private applications, but uh, my web traffic I'm going to send out via Global Protect. Yes, correct. So the challenge here is how do you secure access to servers when you can't install an agent? Is this like when they're on private IPs, for example, inside an existing network? We do run into cases where customers have servers that need to talk to internet, maybe to download some updates and things like that. Uh, so, So if you cannot install agent on them, what you can do is you can connect the uh, servers or, or the sites where the servers are to Prisma Access via an IPsec mm-hmm. tunnel. And then if, if you want to authenticate, we, we support authentication options like Kerberos where you can authenticate them. Or if they cannot participate in such things, then since you have an IPsec tunnel from the sites, we do see a private IPs and you can write policies based on those private IPs using the private IPs right. for the servers. So this means, and when you when we say writing policies, you're actually in Prisma Access, which is your application for managing huge scale of deployments. You create the policy, and it then pushes it down to the agents, and then down to the secure web gateways, wherever they may be, so that you have one consistent policy regardless of where you are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with our cloud management uh, solution, you can write policies. Everything is in one UI, like the logs, the policies, everything is one place, and then mm-hmm. they'll be pushed to like uh, Swig nodes where whether you're connecting to them via agent or you connect to them directly via pack file or, or other ways, we can still give you a consistent security. And, and that pack file, is that for cases where for some reason I don't have an agent on a client device, but if they're using the web browser, the web browser will essentially direct them to you know, whatever IP address or DNS is in the pack file? Yeah, so, so so we we support we support like as we support multiple options. The reason we we support Packfile also is from the ease of migration. So customers today they they might be using a Packfile today that talks to an on-prem proxy. All they have to do is mm. change that and point to our proxy. So that way your migration becomes very seamless. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you forget how powerful pack files are until you really start digging into them. Really. <laughs> I mean, we, we, are, we are hearing both sides too. Like, like some people hate managing a pack files. So for them, yeah. we also have, we, we, we also support like a forwarding rules on our side where, yeah. where they, they can just write those logic without having to actually author a pack file. Um, yeah. And for someone who wants to completely get away from the whole pack file, our agent can work where mm. you don't even have to write pack files, any of this, and they can take all ports and protocols. Yeah. Yeah, pack files are great. They're incredibly powerful, but they're so error prone. They're very fragile. Any change you make to them might have creative consequences. And so moving away from that, I think, is where most people want to be. Of course, people have been doing it for 10 years. They're all very comfortable and happy. So having both gives people to, you know, whatever tool they're comfortable with, they can go that way. Do you get customers who are maybe reluctant to get rid of that that hardware appliance because there's something comforting about having a machine you can touch and knowing sort of how it's spec'd out to handle all your traffic performance? Yeah, we do. We do see. I mean, uh, we 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 do hear cases where there's a comfortableness of hey, we we want on something on prem because either because they have the you know complaints need that things have to be on prem. In which case, we do support a, a RNGFW firewall scan. Do have a proxy option if they want a proxy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the other reasons where they want maybe something on prem is to kind of you know, see like if things are on-prem, then they can get the network packets and, and all of that. And sometimes they feel if you go to a cloud solution, they lose that part. But we do offer- mm, Traffic replication now, right? 
yeah traffic application now correct we do have a traffic application now oh. where you can actually capture the raw packets and then uh, and then use it for your forensic analysis or anything that you need yeah that's the forensic grade capture there which is done by a third party not you means that i can get everything before you scan it so if i have to do that audit function it's there to audit that you're not you know that something's not going on are there other uh, security capabilities that you're building into your cloud-delivered secure gateways? One uh, good thing about the solution is, right, no matter how you choose to connect to us, agent, pack file, doing an IPsec tunnel to us, you get the same security. So whether it's a DNS security, uh, advanced shell filtering security, uh, CASB, DLP, like all of that is same. Um, now, some of the, just to touch upon some of the innovations that we did in the, on the on the URL filtering side, so you, we all are aware of phishing, right? And how rampant phishing is these days. Uh-huh. So back in July, Microsoft also blogged about this uh, a new phishing technique called meddler in the middle uh, or adversarial in the middle attacks. Where so traditionally, what attackers have done is they mimic a login page, right? But when they mimic a login page, sometimes they're not very careful when they mimic it. So, mm. for example, they have broken links or they have like you know typos in the login page and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's easy for like an uh, like a solutions to capture the haters of the fake page, right? Mm. But now what attackers are doing is, or, or sorry, the other way to people do it is they do uh, like customers use two FA as a way to mitigate phishing. Right? Mm-hmm. Now what attacks come up with the technique uh, with this technique is that they relay the page by using reverse proxy, so they're actually relaying you actual like a let's say Microsoft login or GitHub login pages. Mm-hmm. So when you go, when a user sees it, he'll not see any error, right? And and like the page is exactly the same page, or, or like uh, like browser also will not complain. And then you enter, let's say you enter your credentials, you might enter your two-factor token, and all of that. And then attacker is in the middle, so he's able to capture all that information. He's able uh-huh. to capture your cookie states and all of that, and he can re- relay it behind scenes. So now he has. So even if you have two FA, you won't be able to secure with this kind of attack. Right, and this is something that uh, advanced filtering, advanced URL filtering, this is available to all custom access customers. They just need to turn on the feature to do a cloud analysis. When they do that, then we can stop such attacks. We can stop users from going to such sites and getting fished. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and phishing, I think, has become sort of one of the primary problems that organizations are dealing with. And I think the other thing to note about cloud-delivered solutions is that this is not a software update that I have to download and roll out across all of my gateways and so on. Because it's cloud-delivered, it just happens, right? Yeah, operations-wise, I think there are like a lot of uh, things that you benefits you get. That's the one thing that you mentioned. The the other thing also, we were actually investing in like you know as we use AI to not only like uh, to improve our security, like for example, preventing the phishing attack I spoke about earlier. We're also using AI to help the tools on the operations side as well. So so that you get like proactive alerts, or, or for example, if a user complains that hey, I'm not able to access the application properly, or I'm having a, a bad experience, we can tell you exactly in the where in the service path you're having a problem. Is it your Wi-Fi? Is it your uh, ISP? Is it the cloud application? Where do you see it's a DNS? Problem? It'll be DNS. It's always <laughs> DNS. Or <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi. If it's a home user, it's for Wi-Fi first, but then it'll be DNS. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so we give you that visibility, and now we have added some more additional things on top to give you that, like even before user complain, we can proactively give you alerts when, when things are not going right. And you're getting that visibility via the Global Protect Agent? We have something called as EDIM um, on, mm-hmm. on Global Protect Agent that, that helps you with that. And now we have a, a feature called AI Ops, so that gives you with the proactive alerts. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our conversation. Thank you, Nathan, for joining us. And, and thanks to Palo Alto Networks for being a sponsor. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more about what Palo Alto Networks is doing with Secure Web Gateways in the cloud, go to paloaltonetworks.com. 
slash sassy slash secure dash web dash gateway. That's paloaltonetworks.com slash sassy slash secure dash web dash gateway. We'll also have that URL in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find this and many more fine free technical podcasts and our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and if you would, rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.